Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule Rx Podcast. Today, I'll be your host, Dr. Joven Lizzo. And today, we have a very special guest that I'm excited to announce. Um, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of field questions about industry. So today, we have someone who is a fellow at Janssen, um, Dr. Michelle Kim. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. So Michelle, can you kind of just give our audience a brief introduction about yourself um, so they can kind of hear um, why you got into a fellowship and how your your fellowship is going right now? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, so hi, everyone. My name is Michelle Kim. I am a first year fellow at St. Joseph's University and Janssen's Medical Information and Pair Health Systems Fellowship with a focus in immunology products. Uh, so I actually graduated from the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy in 2020. Um, I had the intention of becoming a community pharmacist after working at an independent uh, back at home in Baton Rouge. And, you know, I eventually, you know, achieved my dream of becoming a pharmacist, um, like a community pharmacist at a grocery store, a pharmacy chain in the Baltimore area. And then eventually I actually moved on to become a long-term care pharmacist. Um, as well as a COVID-19 specialist um, at the University of Maryland. Um, and I guess what really started everything um, was that in my fourth year of pharmacy school, I had an appy rotation at the FDA, uh, which really kind of just piqued my interest on the impact of what pharmacists could do on a global level. And so it's completely on the opposite side of, you know, what manufacturing pharmaceutical companies do, but it really kind of like, opened my eyes to what pharmacists could do in terms of like labeling, providing their expertise um, and their attention to detail um, for that. And I started um, reaching out to people at my school who were in indi industry or, you know, were pursuing a fellowship. And I just wanted to learn more about it. And, um, you know, I, I became a pharmacist and throughout that time, it just kind of lingered in my mind. <laughs> for a while. And then last year I decided to, to go for not only a fellowship, um, but also entry-level positions into industry. And then fellowsh fellowships were the ones that actually got back to me first. And so, yeah, that, that's how I kind of got my, <laughs> a summarized version of the Janssen Fellowship. So the application process. So can you kind of talk about that? Because I know it's it's definitely different <laughs> than residency, so I'm I'm not a pro at this. I know there's um, multiple fellowships. It's not all centralized like through AHP um, forecast mm -hmm. like it is for residency. I know there's like the Rutgers Rutgers Fellowship, which has like I believe mm -hmm. their own program rather than some individual fellowships having their own application mm -hmm. process. So can you just kind of speak to the application process that you went through? Yeah, so I could talk about my own personal experience. Um, so I, to be perfectly honest, I started looking for fellowships or my entire process around August or September of last year. Um, application portals start of our October or so, if I remember correctly, and they closed around like mid-November. So I wanted to get like a head start um, and the whole reason being is there are many opportunities out there and I just didn't know where to start. And, um, I actually just started with like reading the brochures. So, um, I, I looked at, you know, Rutgers, MCPHS, all the big like academic programs, they have them like readily available. 
even if it's not the current one, you can always look at the previous year ones and just kind of have an idea and feel about what may be available that year. So I kind of like took the initiative to kind of educate myself on the opportunities out there. Um, and, you know, I started reaching out to current fellows as well. So after looking through the brochures, they usually have like the names of like the current fellows. And so I just went onto LinkedIn and I asked if I could, you know, do like a short casual, like 30 minute um, meeting with them. It'd be outside of interviewing. It'd just be for me to kind of learn about their current experience. And so I would reach out to them on LinkedIn and just kind of ask any questions that I felt like I was curious about for the program. And that actually helped me eliminate my search actually mm -hmm. for, for certain reasons, just like uh, hearing their experience. Like some of them actually like solidified that I want to apply. And then others, I was like, Oh, maybe I could, you know, look for a different one. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, first I looked at brochures then I um, reached out to current fellows to kind of learn about their application process experience and then what their current um, responsibilities are. And then I would, so I actually applied um, after, you know, interviewing all of those um, previous uh, current fellows and previous fellows. And, you know, I made sure to kind of have my letter of intent um, as well as my CV, um, you know, in my words, I guess like perfected in my eyes, but also I had many people look at it as well to make sure, you know, everything checked out. And um, I guess I just, at that time, made sure I reached out to my references as well, letting them know about my intentions um, that, you know, these are, my goals and I would love for them to kind of like advocate for me as well. And after submitting my application, I I don't know how soon it was, but like I, I would get like calls or emails about uh, interview opportunities. And so I like actually prepared ahead of time as well. I think the biggest thing I kind of pra practice is like my intro, like who I am, mm -hmm. uh, why am I why am I pursuing a fellowship and just try to practice like all the behavioral questions that they might potentially ask. And then just working with my peers and my, my friends on that as well. And then honestly, like I had about like a couple opportunities. I didn't have as many just because um, I didn't apply to as many as uh, students would do just because time was a limiting factor for me and so I just try to give my all with the, the few opportunities that I had and I um, eventually had like a final round interview with my current one and I just tried my best to kind of prepare any kind of questions that I had for potential preceptors as well as my final round presentation so for me my experience it's a it's like it kind of lasted the entire fall but mm -hmm. the actual like true application portion was like maybe like the second half of fall or so. Um, I think there's a lot of prep work that I did before the I submitted my application just to get a better idea of what I was getting myself into. So. Gotcha. So, and, and that's, that's kind of like a philosophy that I live by um, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Um, yeah. So when the opportunity comes, you're not kind of scrambling to get the, the um, letter of intent or the mm -hmm. CV reviewed. It's like you kind of already put down most of the, the grunt work for it. And maybe there's mm -hmm. just a couple touches here and there 
um, because time is usually of the essence and you have to get these applications in by a certain deadline. Right. So with um, the fellowship that you're currently at, Mm -hmm. um how many like letter of recommendations do they require is it also like a letter in 10 is there a written component of the application yeah so um my current fellowship so it's a really long title but <laughs> it's called the philadelphia college of pharmacy pharmaceutical industry and education program at saint joseph's university um, it's based in philly uh, philadelphia pennsylvania um, and so for our application process, uh, we require a letter of intent addressed to our fellowship director. Um, we also require a CV, unofficial transcripts um, from your college and pharmacy school as well, and then um, a writing sample. Most, um, I think it's recommended to do like a drug information and a question and answer just for us to get an idea of how you communicate and how you concisely kind of like um, speak to your audience. Mm -hmm. And then like a contact list of all of your references. Just um, we have like a reference form that we send out. Um, and so we don't require a letter of recommendation. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit That's, different. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a little bit different. Okay. And um, for people listening, who would you recommend would be like good individuals to put on that contact list? Definitely people that know you and can speak to your, you know, good qualities. Mm -hmm. uh, so I asked um, my pharmacy manager who I was working as a tech with and then eventually became like like a colleague um, when I was working at in retail. And then I also asked um, my API preceptor. So like one of them was my FDA preceptor um, and another one was someone who could talk more about my clinical experience and things like that during school. So even though I was like a couple, like at that time, a year out of school, I just kept in contact with um, the, the preceptors that I enjoyed working with. Um, so if that's like something that people are thinking about, like who to reach out to, like you don't necessarily have to reach out to preceptors like I did, but people you work with and who can really talk about your your good qualities and your work ethic and things like that um, can be super beneficial. I think you touched on something that that's also important is keeping in touch with um, those individuals, right? Because sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you leave the school or you leave the rotation and then you, life takes you down a certain path and you may not be in communication as much with them. But it's always important to make sure you kind of keep an open line of communication with certain individuals that um, you believe could attest to, like you said, either your clinical knowledge, your work ethic, um, your industry experiences, because you may need them as a reference. Um, so anybody listening, I think that's that's very important for you to kind of keep that open line of communication, maybe check in every couple of months, um, ask them how they're doing and kind of give them some updates about um, some of the things that you're doing and what you're thinking about um, career wise. Yeah, definitely. So. You mentioned that each place is different, right? And um, to my knowledge, I thought all fellowships were kind of rotational based, but the fellowship that you're currently in at um, St. Joseph's University with Janssen is you're situated only in immunology. So does, is that for all the fellowship experiences there? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, so all the fellowships, there's actually a lot of different opportunities that I know of at Janssen, and they are 
across different functional areas, different therapeutic areas. Um, and I think that's uh, just dependent on the opportunities. Um, I know at my current fellowship, when I was um, like pursuing one, they were also, uh, they had an opening for uh, their solid tumor um, Mm. as well so it, it's really dependent on the the fellowship um and if it's not listed in the brochure or anything like that that's definitely worth a question to whoever you're applying to um because i think across like different companies they have like different products and sometimes it's just based on business need that they'll be you know situating you in you know immunology versus oncology um, if they have those kind of products. Um, so for me, um, I specifically like, you know, there were two opportunities my year, but I specifically wanted to pursue an immunology mm -hmm. one. I thought that was like more interesting to me. I know like oncology is kind of like a hot topic now. Yeah. Um, I feel like even in pharmacy in general. Um, but for me, I, I thought like there is a lot of like room to grow and um, learn in the immunology space. So it's really like, you know, obviously based on availability, um, but then also um, your interests as well and what you'd like to pursue. So at Janssen specifically, um, there are, they have a lot of different products, but for St. Joseph's University specifically, the year that I was applying, they had oncology, specifically in solid tumor and then immunology. And um, this year we actually have an opening for hematology, um, hematologic oncology. So it, it's really dependent on, you know, like the company's find uh, mm -hmm. their products, as well as the fellowship availability as well. Um, I, I know there are a lot of different opportunities across Janssen as well, just because of their, their product uh, pipeline and profile and things like that. So. Perfect. Yeah. So it really just depends. There's not, um, it's not like, yeah, all your rotations will be just focused in one therapeutic area. It really just depends um, on the fellowship opportunity and also the location of the fellowship. So if you're one that's interested in that, that means you could still find one possibly within Janssen. You just have to um, check out the the details on the fellowship. And if it's not there, like mm -hmm. you said, I think that's a great, great question you can ask during your interview, um, which will kind of show like um, how serious you are about the program and the type of things that you're looking for. Now, um, I know this is what everybody's wondering, and I am too. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. What would you say is like a day in the life of being a fellow? Oh, okay. Um, I guess to tell you honestly, every day is different. Um, it's it's a lot of meetings for sure. Um, every every week, I feel like um, I have like a different set of meetings, whether it's with my preceptor. Um, or with the individual teams that I'm a part of, um, depending on what they need. I just, every week is a little bit different. And mm -hmm. then um, they, my preceptors kind of pull me into different projects as well, whenever they, whenever it's available. And so, you know, there will be opportunities for me to like, you know, review a scientific response letter. So I'm currently doing that right now for a couple of different products. Um, and then also um, one thing that, I guess my fellowship is a little bit unique in that, you know, I have the medical information side and the payer health system side. So not only do I get to communicate um, to healthcare providers and consumers, the payer health system side um, lets me communicate to payers. So on that side of things, I 
I'll like create standard response letters for them as well. Um, and then, yeah, so every day is different um, depending on business need. And then um, I guess other responsibilities that I might have are, you know, helping maintain um, a formulary dossier. So um, as soon as I started, they kind of pulled me into this project because uh, one of their products had a new indication. And so they had to update their dossier. So um, I was just kind of on the tail end of that project, but I just made sure that um, it was okay to submit. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but there are definitely different opportunities and projects. It's just honestly based on um, the availability and business need. And, but my main responsibilities are, you know, conducting literature searches, um, updating or creating um, scientific response letters, uh, maintaining dossiers, um, as well as making sure that anything internally and externally um, are medically accurate. So anything that's like within outside of my team, it, and it contains um, scientific data, I, I would be kind of like um, the point person to make sure everything matches up with um, you know, the data that they're referencing. Um, so yeah, I'm like three months into, three, four months into my fellowship, but mm -hmm. um, those are kind of the things that I've experienced so far. Um, every day has been very, very different from yeah. <laughs> the previous day, but um, a fellowship is great to work and learn at the same time. So um, I've been fortunate with those opportunities. Yeah, definitely. It sounds exciting. And um, sometimes when you do the same thing every day, it can kind of get mundane. So it's mm -hmm. nice to have um, different opportunities and different things you can learn because then I look at a fellowship and a residency as experiences to, or I should say, I look at a residency and fellowship as opportunities to gain as much experience in different things as possible. So to yeah, be able to practice, you know, using your different skills, whether it's medical literature, whether it's um, preparing a um, a dossier in order to be reviewed by the FDA to add in this new um, the paperwork for the indication and everything like that. Like you're gaining so many experiences that you can attest to for future job interviews. And that's really the whole point of all of this is to help prepare you um, for the next opportunity, which would be your career. So that's that's awesome that Jansen and um, St. Joseph's University is creating these vast opportunities for you to have such a large experience. And with that being said, um, what do you feel or because um, I'm sure you have other colleagues that are in fellowships that are doing certain things. Is there anything that you feel um, is like different or something great that they're doing at St. Joseph's University to help kind of push some people to, to apply at the fellowship that you're at? Yeah, so um, at St. Joseph's University, we have like two components. So one of them being the company responsibilities and things like that. Um, so that's kind of what you do um, like 80% of the time. And then the 20% like remaining time, uh, St. Joseph's um, has a lot of like professional development opportunities, teaching opportunities. So a lot of, um, all the fellows have to get like a teaching learning certificate um, in their first year. And so we get kind of like hands-on experience with teaching, um, with small group learning, as well as um, presenting or creating and presenting a CE. And so that kind of helps with building communication skills and just overall like presenting to pharmacists in general. Um, and then there's also an opportunity to pursue um, even more studying <laughs> they actually um offer like uh, free tuition for 
um, SJU employees so for their graduate program. So if you wanted to learn a little bit more um, with like an MBA, um, Master of Science, or even just like some sort of certificate program, um, it's covered by SJU since you'll be an SJU employee. Um, and then overall, I just feel like um, our fellowship director has um, actually a lot of like clinical experience. He's also previously been like a, a residency program director. And so he kind of challenged himself to become a fellowship director. And he has made sure to like find all the different opportunities for us in order to get the most out of our fellowship. So not only me, but also my co-fellows as well. So he's always like on the search for like um, congresses or conferences that we can attend to that we could, um, you know, grow professionally, um, but also supporting us. Um, like he's always like a text away too. So like he, he's very supportive um, in our daily like activities and things like that. Um, so honestly, like there's a lot of like good things about SJU um, as a whole. Um, but then there's also like we have like a tight knit fellow <laughs> family where we can just kind of like lean on each other and we have that kind of like support system as well. So that's that's awesome. And to hear that you kind of get a academia opportunity too is is pretty cool. Um, because that's that's not something that I hear about a lot when it comes to a fellowship. So with that opportunity, do you have the opportunity to like present slides or teach a course at all, or is it just more so um presenting with amongst other pharmacists? Oh yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. So um, there is the teaching learning certificate that all fellows um, will be doing in their first year. And um, there's a component where you have to have about uh, 10 to 12 hours of like in-person um, or even virtual small group teaching. And so um, this would be generally directed towards the pharmacy students there. And so like, for example, I like helped out with um, the, the labs that they have, like where they do like aseptic technique and things like that. And so I was able to mm -hmm. kind of observe and give feedback on that. Um, I think other opportunities are like holding journal clubs. Um, and then also if you really there are opportunities to present lectures and things like that. So you might have to like create slides, but also present them and be available for questions, um, just like a professor would. So yeah. um, there are a lot of different opportunities to teach um, and it's just like spaced out throughout the, the year. Mm -hmm. And that, that's super cool because it's, it's really, like I said, it's really a opportunity to, if you decide, hey, maybe I want to pursue a career in academia, you have that background. You know, if you want to stick with industry, you have that background and you're still utilizing your clinical knowledge. So maybe if you wanted to work in the clinical setting, you know, you could still do that. Um, so that's super cool that you have such an opportunity to where it really allows you to kind of pivot to three different careers, which is probably something most fellowships don't really give you that opportunity for. So that's that's super interesting and, and great to hear. And I hope um our audience that's listening, if you're thinking about, you know, maybe a career in academia or a career in industry or even in um, a clinical side, like this is an opportunity to kind of gain that experience in all three. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Perfect. So is there anything else that you would like to to mention regarding um, your current fellowship or kind of share with our audience to help kind of promote your fellowship to them? Yeah, so... Um... So St. Joseph's University's um, 
industry fellowship program is still recruiting. We will be closing our applications um, on November 1st. And so currently we have 11 positions available with six different companies for the 2023 recruiting cycle. So there's still an opportunity to submit um, an application and um, all these different fellowships, they are um, across different functional areas such as medical affairs, medical information, regulatory affairs and clinical development. So there's really a lot of different options for uh, prospective applicants. Um, some are one year, Others are two-year programs, and they deal with a lot of different products, um, whether they're prescription or over-the-counter products. So there's something for everybody out there. Um, we do have like a brochure as well, and as a we also have like a website, um, sjau.edu/pharmafellows. Um, you can find all of the different opportunities as well as um, further contact information um, where we can like be reached at via email, um, Instagram, and LinkedIn, so. Perfect. And on um, SJ, sju.edu slash pharma fellows, uh, can they also access the applications there or is there a different website to access the applications? That is a very, very good question. So all of our job posting, um, all of our fellowship postings are actually, you know, they're actual positions. So it's on jobs.sju.edu. Um, and you can probably just type in postdoctoral fellow or fellow and all of the different opportunities should pop up. So across all the different companies. Um, okay. But I would definitely check out the brochure first, see what like piques your interest and then, um, fill out the, create your application and upload it mm -hmm. as well onto jobs.sg.edu. Got it. Okay. So yeah, I'll definitely um, also look it up and I'll put in the show notes for everybody listening. So that way it's a little bit easier to access. Um, so you can go ahead and search there. Um, I'll also try to find the brochure link so I can include that too. And also the um, sju.edu pharma fellow. So you can reach out on LinkedIn to some of the fellows to kind of get their perspective and their experience on um, the application process and what they kind of went through and what they're currently going through to see if this is a good fit for you. Um, because I'm certain that a lot of times we're unsure of things and we're afraid to ask, but trust me, uh, a lot of us are passionate about what we do. So we would love for you to ask us about our experiences um, so we can mm -hmm. tell you and, and kind of help nudge you into, into the career that we think might be best for you. So if you're thinking about it, um, definitely reach out to any of the pharma fellows to kind of um, gain some gain some knowledge on the experiences that they're going through. Yeah, definitely. We're always open um, to giving back because we also received a lot of like attention and um, just a lot of good advice from previous fellows as well. Yeah. And talking about advice uh, for for my last question for you, is there any last minute advice or maybe like two to three things that you would like to share? with our audience today to kind of help them either with the application process for a fellow for a fellowship or just to help ease their mind and help them to kind of push them to, to take that chance and pursue a fellowship. So I guess if you're kind of like on the fence, if you're not really sure, um, I can definitely attest to the fact that, you know, fellowships, they are not only like a work experience, but a learning experience. So if you had just like a, like a 
entry-level position, you would kind of be limited to doing the responsibilities of the job. Um, but a fellowship actually gives you the opportunity to not only learn, learn, but work at the same time and also branch out of your, your usual like functional area too. You can network with people um, in other areas of industry um, and kind of like gain exposure through their lens. So if obviously you have your, your responsibilities with your company um, and your fellowship, but if you're curious about other things, a fellowship is the opportunity to kind of learn as much as you can um, about other opportunities for an industry pharmacist as well. So you can network with them, maybe even get um, stretch projects as well to kind of learn about their roles more. Um, and I feel like a fellowship is the best way to kind of take advantage of the working and learning aspect of it. So um, if you're not sure, just go for it, honestly. I yeah. don't think there are many opportunities where you can do both um, and also have that flexibility of learning outside of your functional area too. Um, and then as far as like the application process goes, I know it's kind of like in a tight window and, you know, there are a lot of things to kind of attend to just like, you know, make sure that you know that you're a student first, um, put those responsibilities, um, you know, high up, but also know your schedule really well and just try to um, schedule things and be mindful of, you know, not only your school schedule, but also, you know, your mental sanity of things, you know, just so that way you can breathe in between. Um, and then just network as much as you can, to be honest, uh, to learn uh, about the different roles out there, the different fellowships, the different opportunities as an industry. And then I guess one final thing I guess I could say about the interview process is really know your why. So know who you are, know that, like how to present who you are as well, but know why you're pursuing industry, why you're pursuing a fellowship and why you're pursuing this specific fellowship as well. Um, I think if you can summarize that really well um, through an, like a couple questions, a couple sentences, whatever it may be, um, that really helps um, people who are evaluating you. Um, you know, kind of look at, look at you in a different way um, from a, a letter of intent or a CV and they have kind of clarity on who you are as a person. Definitely. I think that's, that's an important gem right there. The knowing your why, why you're pursuing this, why this specific fellowship um, are two key things that I'm sure any um, fellowship program director wants to know from somebody that's applying to this because they want to make sure this is the right fit for them and it's also the right fit for you okay so that's something where it's it's valuable to to practice that and i think a lot of us think oh we can do this um it's easy it will be if you practice <laughs> but right. um yeah. you got to practice first so definitely reach out to um some people from your network maybe some teachers or or preceptors maybe practice some interview questions or I'm sure you can go on Google and search for different behavioral questions um, mm -hmm. or situational based questions that might be asked in a fellowship and mm -hmm. just practice those. I'm sure there's probably a bunch of YouTube videos as well that you can um, probably look up to help you with this. And don't take this lightly because this is part of your journey into your career. Um, and you should take this serious and really try to know your why, build that elevator um, speech and, and do the best that you can um, in the upcoming interview experience. Oh, you you summarized it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
Um, okay. And for anybody listening, I know you mentioned the, uh, the SJU.edu slash PharmaFellows. Is there a quicker way uh, for people to reach out to you? Uh, so we also have an email, um, okay. PharmaFellows at SJU.edu. If you have any general questions about um, fellowship, like opportunities and the application process. Um, but if you'd like to like personally reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So um, if you have any questions about my experience, my application process experience, or just questions about industry in general, I can try my best to answer any of those questions yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll get a lot because people ask me and I'm like, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have too many connects um, in industry, but I always try to point them to the to the few people I know. So you might you might have some people that I point um, in your direction, uh, just because I don't I don't have expertise in that field, and I want to make sure these people that are interested in it can get the best help that they can possibly get. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. So yeah, I'll try to get um, I'll add you on LinkedIn myself, so that way I can also include that in the show notes, so that way anybody listening. Um, the email was pharmafellows.sju.edu. Yep, pharmafellows.sju.edu. Yep. Perfect. And then I'll also add in your LinkedIn. Um, so that's it for the questions I wanted to ask you today. Is there anything else that you would like to share um, with our audience? Um, so I guess for me, making that step towards um, choosing a fellowship was a big thing, but I honestly feel like it was the best decision I made for myself. As long as, um, I think one thing to say, just be confident in pursuing it. <laughs> because honestly, you you never know until you try, to be honest. And like, I kind of just had an idea of like what industry pharmacy is and like what a fellowship is. Um, but now that I'm in it, I can like confidently say like, um, you know, I, I've tried it, I'm still trying it and I'm learning a lot. And um, it's just been very interesting and fun experience so far so like definitely go for it and this honestly this might be a little off topic but whatever you decide to pursue you know just go in like head first and just go for it because you really truly don't know until you try it yeah no i love that i love that and a lot of us there's hesitation and, and there's doubt and this that you don't know and you know you're jumping into the unknown when you're doing this but just try it yeah we have yeah. Nobody knows when I always look at things. It's like if I'm 80 years old and I feel like I would regret it, then I'm just going to try it. Like, just try yeah. it. Why not? Yeah. You know, <laughs> if it's not for you, it's not for you. But, you know, one year yeah, and a total yeah. of like 80 to 90. What is that? <laughs> you yeah. know, so just yeah. give it a shot, you know. Right. Um, thank you so much, uh, Michelle. We we greatly appreciate you coming on Caps RX podcast, kind of sharing your opportunities with your fellowship. Um, we would love to have you come back towards the end of the year. Uh, once you go through go through more experiences and you can kind of attest to that. But um, if anybody's listening and is thinking about doing a fellowship, it sounds like this is a great opportunity. There's currently 11 positions available. Um, please definitely go to um, jobs at sju.edu um, and go ahead and search for the different fellowships opportunities that are available. And when you do that, go ahead and definitely check out the web their website too for the brochure to kind of get more details on it. And you can go to sju.edu slash pharma fellows to reach out to some of those fellows that are in those current experiences to kind of see from um, 
from their perspective and their experience, why they chose this and how it's been beneficial for them so far. Cause I think that's also important. You want to make sure that the people that are currently in that position are enjoying it. And it sounds like Dr. Uh, Michelle Kim is definitely enjoying it. So that's something mm-hmm. where if you're thinking immunology, I'm assuming that application will open up probably next year since it's a two-year fellowship. Um, yeah. That's that's something that uh, now you have somebody that, that could be your resource for that. Yep, definitely. All right. All right. Thank you so cool. much. No, thank you. Thank you.